Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again. Time for some real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. Whatever you think, whatever you know, whatever you feel, Tanya doesn't mind talking about it. Get ready for some talk that is always rated to R. Because talk with Tanya has got to be relevant. Talk with Tanya has got to be refreshing. But most importantly, talk with Tanya has got to be real. Tune in right now for real talk with Tanya White. But a goodie backstabbers by the OJs. Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. I am your host, Tanya White, and we're kicking off our Give It Up, Turn It Loose month on Real Talk with Tanya White. And we're talking about tonight, 
those frenemies and those enemies, those backstabbers and betrayers. Uh, that was a oldie but a goodie. Love the OJs. And uh, if you watch the BET Awards this summer, uh, Tyrese, Trey Songs, and Johnny Gill did a great job on that song. But we're talking about uh, frenemies and enemies tonight, but all month long in November. We're talking about give it up, turn it loose. We're going to talk about giving up addictive love relationships, emotional spending, and we're trying to squeeze in emotional eating for the holidays. But tonight we're talking about frenemies and enemies, and we've got three terrific guests on tonight. we got... Sharon Oliver, she's an urban Christian fiction author of the brand new book, Deliver Me From My Enemies. And then we have Keisha Dawn, one of my favorite new authors right now. And she is the author of By the Grace of God and her new release, His Grace, His Mercy. And we also have my high school buddy, Tiffany Cooper. She's an actress and motivational speaker. And she's going to come talk to us about how we can be our own best friend and last week we took a fall break, but we're back. We're energized, we're excited, and we're gonna have a hot show. Uh, before we get started, and we bring on Miss Shan Oliver in a few minutes, I want to encourage everyone to visit TanyaWhite.com. Uh, sign up for Tanya's Tips. It gives you tips for today to transform your tomorrow. Today's issue was ten negative mindsets that you must end before 2010. Get some great tips from Joyce Meyer's book today. So you can visit TanyaWhite.com and sign up because it is free and it's inspiring and encouraging. While you're at TanyaWhite.com, I have three terrific books. My latest book is The 99 Males Who Make Your Life a Living Hell. It's getting rave reviews, rustling some feathers, and helping men and women all over the world to build better communication skills uh, therefore, if we have better communication, we can have better relationships, and better relationships create a better world. So it is a great book, I must say. You can get it at TanyaWhite.com or Amazon.com, or if you're on the show page right now and you see the cover scrolling across your screen, just click on it and it'll take you directly to Amazon.com. Also, while you're at TanyaWhite.com, we would love for you to check out our sponsorship packages. If you love the show and you have a book, uh, a business, anything that you want to um, promote aggressively, we're the people that you need to partner with. We have over 15,000, 15,000, yes, 500 page views and 11,000 downloads so far. We've only been on the air. We're going into our 11th month, and so that is great. We're excited about that. We have four packages that will meet your budget and um, and your marketing plan. So check those out at TanyaWhite.com. Uh, if you want to shoot us an email at RealTalk at Tanya White, and Tanya is spelled T-A-N-Y-A White is in the color dot com. We can shoot you uh, a package over there to review and we can get you started and sign up. We're planning for some great guests in December, January, February as well. So this is the time to put it in your budget for the new year to kick off your winning plan for your winning business or book. So, uh, again, you can visit TanyaWhite.com or shoot us an email at realtalk at TanyaWhite.com. Again, welcome everyone who is listening in chat we're talking about frenemies and enemies, backstabbers and betrayers, and I want to say hello to everyone in chat. Um, 
and thank everyone who is uh, online, to Linda on air, and everyone who is on the line in the chat and everything. We're going to get started in a few moments when we bring on Miss Sharon Oliver. Her book, Deliver Me From My Enemies, is great for this. We all have enemies uh, that we need to watch out for and who hurt us and we have to heal from. So Sharon's going to talk about her book, give us some insight, information on what we can do to recognize those things. Keisha's going to come on and talk about uh, those frenemies. And if you've never heard that term before, we're going to talk about it. We're going to define it and tell you how you can watch out for those frenemies. And then Tiffany's going to talk about come back on in the last segment of our show and talk about how we can be our own best friend because when we truly learn to love ourselves and become our own best friend, then we can attract healthy friendship as well. So we're going to take a brief break, and then we're going to come back on, and hopefully Miss Sharon will be on the line uh, in just a few moments. Um, so we're going to come back soon. Blog Talk is having some issues. We have been off, so we don't know what is going on. So um, we're just going to take a brief break and come back in just a moment. I got 99 problems, but a chain one. If you have 99 problems, then one of these 99 males from hell just might be the culprit. This new release from renowned author Tanya White is not male bashing, but is about building healthy, drama-free relationships between men and women everywhere. This must-have informative guide helps women to identify the signs of men who are physically aggressive, sexually abusive, and emotionally obsessive. It will help them to protect themselves from men who bring mediocrity, mental breakdown, and melodrama. And it will also remind them to celebrate the nine men who are special K and make life okay, and helps women to recognize the power of their femininity in order to help difficult males become dynamic men. Pick up your copy today at www.tanyawhite.com or www.amazon.com. And ladies, pick up another copy for a friend. Guaranteed she'll thank you.
bright smiling faces. That's an old, old song. I know. Here in Real Talk with Tanya White, we take you back to bring you forward and have fun doing it. We're talking about those uh, betrayers and those backstabbers tonight, and we have our first guest on the line, Miss Sharon Oliver. She is the author of the new book, Deliver Me From My Enemies, just by the title alone. I know it's a hot book. I do plan on reading it. So we're going to bring on, she's going to tell us about her book and give us some insight about those enemies. So welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. Miss Sharon, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Tanya? I am fantabulous today. Anxious to talk to you about this hot book with this hot title, which is so relevant and real in today's society and in relationships. But before we get started, I want you to tell our audience who you are before we dive into all these great questions. Okay, well, again, my name is Sharon Oliver. I live in the Atlanta area. I'm originally from Maryland, D.C. area. I was born in Baltimore, but grew up around the D.C. area. I um, let's see. I just went about my life like anybody else, minding my own business <laughs> until uh, <laughs> I say in 2003, I got bored with life as usual and bored with my job. I worked for the federal government all my life and. Uh, Let's see, God just started rearranging some things in my life, and a lot of it was painful, but during that Mm -hmm. time, the desire to write had been birthed. Mm -hmm. I had no background in it, knew of no resources. I just had the desire and just went from there. So I turned government employee to a writer, and I love uh, mysteries. That's my favorite, and that's the genre I really uh, write in, uh-huh. mystery and humor. Okay. Good. You know, I love to laugh. <laughs> I love to laugh myself. So that is great. We, uh, as writers, that's probably where we get focused on writing and really get serious about that, even if we didn't think that we were supposed to be a writer through our pain. Uh-huh. So, uh, wow. So let's talk about, let's talk about your first book first. Okay. Keep my, keep your enemies closer. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then your second book is Deliver Me From My Enemies. You got some enemies in your life, Miss Sharon. Um, I know of some, and, you know, you got to ask God to show you the ones that you don't know about. Yeah, yes, Lord. <laughs> well, it's speaking in human terms, because uh, enemies are not always a person. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Now explain that, Miss Sharon. Okay. Uh, well, sometimes it could be wrong thinking or our attitudes, and, mm-hmm. and we're only hurting ourselves, you know, when we have that. So it's not always a person. It's mm-hmm. not always a bad stab, but it comes in many forms. Yeah, I like that. Enemies are not always a person. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's so sometimes true. It's, it's, sometimes we're an enemy to ourselves. Yeah, that's the biggest enemy. We fight daily. Uh-huh. And, you know, we, we tend to ignore that enemy and uh, exactly. run from it instead of, instead of confronting. Uh-huh. We love confronting other enemies. Uh, but <laughs> the enemy we see in the mirror is the uh-huh. one that we run from the most. Exactly. So tell us uh, briefly about uh, Keep Your Enemies Closer. Okay, Keep Your Enemies Closer is set in a... Uh, Turtle Island, South Carolina, doesn't mm-hmm. exist, people. But the protagonist's name is Charlotte Morley, and she goes there to for a little R&R to 
escape some drama that's going on in her own life, newly divorced. And anyway, when she gets there, she soon finds out that her twin cousins are there also, and they're just conniving and scheming. They're mm. enemies to each other. When most twins are close, they, they don't even really like each other. But they get together and do some devious things, which includes the pastor. Wow. So in the meantime, while all that is going on, there are drama and tragedies and issues going on in the little community, and Charlotte just wanted to rest, but she finds herself in the middle of stuff. And um, with the help of her family and her grandmother's best friend, Miss Sister, who happens to be one of my favorite characters, and a lot of people say she's theirs too because she just she does she's very tactless. She just mm-hmm. says things that we wish we were brave enough to say. Yeah. And um, in the meantime, when while stuff is going on, the pastor leaves, takes the money, the sisters disappear, nobody knows what's happened to them, and this, that, and the other thing happened with various folks. While Charlotte and her family are waiting to know what happened, what's, the, what's behind the disappearance of the twins. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's helping the community get back on its feet and, and stopping some feuds. You know, there's some Hatfield and McCoy type situations going wow. on too. And so they real. Find, find out, yeah, they find out. Well, what they thought was going on with the twins isn't exactly the truth. Mm-hmm. So in the end, they find out the truth. But it's even though they find out what happened. It still ends in a cliffhanger. Wow! Wow! Thus comes deliver me from my enemies. Okay, and 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 is what characters from the first book are in this deliver me from my enemies? Uh, Charlotte, loudmouth Miss Sister, okay. and her 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 bubbly son. I'll describe him that way. And uh, I introduced an aunt, another relative of Charlotte, who's in prison for killing her husband because he introduced her to a lifestyle of swinging. Wow. Well, let me let me reword that. She killed him, and they found out that he had introduced her to a, a swinging lifestyle. So everyone assumed that's why the aunt mm-hmm. killed him. But um, in a series of letters that she starts sending Charlotte, they find out that really that was just, the, that wasn't the tip of the iceberg. Well, maybe it was the tip of the iceberg, but it was something underneath all of that that caused her to snap. Wow. And it has to do with her own family. See, when we, we deal with those secrets and, you know, not dealing with uh, things from the past, there's a whole mm-hmm. show called Snapped On, and mm-hmm. it's the same oh, yeah. type of thing. People yeah. run from you know, past issues, they run from mm-hmm. the healing the hurt, and mm-hmm. then, hence the show, they snap. Right. Now, um, we want, uh, in your, defining your terms, because you have two books addressing mm-hmm. enemies. Mm-hmm. What is an enemy, and how can we detect one? Mm. <laughs> okay. A lot of times, especially for women, Mm-hmm. Because we're so, it's our nature to be relational. You know, we want to fit in and 
belong and be liked and be loved and we get in relationships and I'm talking in, in human terms of enemies. Um, we don't always recognize a person. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we don't know their motives for befriending us until it's almost too late or it's oh, too late. So um, can you say that again, Miss Sharon? That is so, I mean, really, you, you've hit it. Came out the box swinging because that is so true. Say that again. Yeah, I live to see it myself. <laughs> but um, because we're relational, we're we are too eager to be in any type of relationship, whether mm-hmm. it's a friendship or you know a relationship with the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we don't see that person for who they really are immediately. Mm-hmm. Now take a friendship, for example, with other women. Um, jealousy and envy and hatred are some dangerous things, and dangerous. people can hide that really well. And you'd be surprised at what some people. I've had somebody envious of me because of my relationship with my family, and it took yes, me a minute to me. see that, and I couldn't believe it. Oh my goodness, Sharon! <laughs> so much so, similarities. <laughs> Yeah, so, <laughs> so you have to be careful. You just really have to, um, I don't know, you just really have to handle people with a long handle spoon sometimes and, and and sometimes for a really long time because a lot of times it takes a while for a person to show their true colors. And, mm-hmm. and, and even be careful with somebody that overly admires you. Yes. Ooh. You know? <laughs> That, and, and you know, especially in the church, when you're oh, in a yeah. leadership position, yeah. uh, oh, you yeah. really have to be careful about the the quick attachments. Mm-hmm. People who want to help yes. you volunteer in your ministry, yes. want you to pray with them, yeah. want to pour out all their uh, inner feelings too quickly. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, because... That's what we're supposed to, but those who do it too quickly, and mm-hmm. I had to learn that the hard way, mm-hmm. um, and it goes back to us being relational. I came from a relational family, mm-hmm. and so, you know, our house was a house that everybody came on, mm-hmm. you know, for everything, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so, you know, it was, I embraced right. everybody, but I had to learn the hard way. You yeah. can't embrace everyone too quickly, and it really is, because sometimes, Ms. Sharon, I don't know if you do this. In your mind, when you think something ain't right, or oh yeah, they're jealous. <laughs> yeah, and you they're don't envious wanna... of me, and, and, right. and you try to twist and think, oh, I'm just this, I'm just thinking that, but it really is true, mm-hmm. and and, mm-hmm. and we're gonna talk about that in a, a few minutes about those frenemies, okay. those single white females, those single black Ooh. males who attach themselves, and they're doing it because they have ulterior. Motives. If you just turn mm-hmm. it tuned in to Real Talk with Tanya White, we're talking to Sharon Oliver, author of Keep Your Enemies Closer and Deliver Me from My Enemies. Now, can you truly be delivered, Miss <laughs> Sharon, from an enemy? <laughs> well, and if so, how? Okay, well, if, if it's like uh, a couple of things I mentioned earlier, like our attitudes and and wrong thinking, you know, think wrong thinking that will keep you depressed or mm-hmm. what have you. Yeah, you can. It, it takes prayer and more prayer because we can't deliver ourselves from anything, you know, um, in hard work. If it's in human form, mm-hmm. 
you can too, but how easy you can be delivered from them depends on what type of relationship it is. Um, mm-hmm. If it's just, you know, friends, you can break off a friendship, you know, mm-hmm. and hope they're not a single white female or a single white male or black male would have <laughs> yeah. you. Uh, if it's a marriage, that's that's different, you know. Cause now, now oh, you hit on something very new, a marriage. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people, women, we get caught up. It goes back to what you said, we get caught up in emotions sometimes, and we're too mm-hmm. eager right. to connect with people. And I've known uh, some men and women both who have married people that literally have hated them, uh, and they didn't know it until they were in the marriage and they were wow. doing certain things. And really their spouse was their most dangerous enemy, if you want to say. Uh-huh. So um, that happens occasionally. How uh-huh. When you said a marriage, how can we, um, you know, come to grips with something like that when we, you know, we, we know we see the signs, but we got to uh-huh. come to grips with that so that we can handle and take the next step to uh-huh. correct the situation. Uh-huh. Well, the sad thing about that, well, you know, everybody handles things differently, and some mm-hmm. people stay in denial mm-hmm. for so long until they never get out of it. And, um, you know, most of the time, and you know, people always say we see red flags r- right away in the beginning, mm-hmm. and we don't know that we've seen them or we're in denial about seeing them. So it all depends on the individual. Like I said, unfortunately, some people stay in a situation until it is too late. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it, it goes back to prayer. Yeah. <laughs> when you see it, you better start with praying. That's all I can say. And, and uh, you know, some if you need a support system, get that. Um, even if it's something within yourself and you said, I need I need help with this, I have a certain attitude about certain things, get a, a close friend that you trust, someone, you know, to help keep you in check. Yeah. Now, now let me go here because I've been in this situation too, Ms. Sharon. Uh, you I'm feeling like a post- psychiatrist. Who? Huh? <laughs> I said I'm feeling like a psychiatrist. Yes. I'm, I'm talking to myself too. Listen, because you know we we have those people in our life oh, yeah. who really want to see the best for us. But when mm-hmm. you said you said the D word denial, we live on oh, that yeah. island sometimes. When we go back mm-hmm. to what you said, we're too eager to connect with people. Mm-hmm. So when you're in denial and you're, you're so eager to connect with people, those voices of truth. Uh, mm-hmm. that were normally in your life, you mm-hmm. will isolate yourself and cut them off right. or create tension mm-hmm. uh, between that. because, mm-hmm. And then you start listening to people who uh, validate your mess, mm-hmm. and they become your new mm-hmm. unhealthy confidant mm-hmm. uh, until something happens, mm-hmm. and then you go back to that voice of truth. How can mm-hmm. we stop that cycle because Eventually, because we know in our gut that whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship, when mm-hmm. we see things are unhealthy, because we go back to that, I'm eager, I can't let mm-hmm. this go. Mm-hmm. You know, if I let this friendship go, who's going to be my friend? Who am, if I let this relationship go, who? what woman is going to want me? So then we, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 
my brother calls it might as well. You know, mm-hmm. we're going that might as well situation. I might as well stick with this wow. because that's the only thing I know. How can we, as men and women, because men do it too. Oh, I how, know. <laughs> how can we, you know, free ourselves first so we don't have to go around that mulberry bush of drama? Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Experience is the best lesson. Experience. You you know, I, it, sometimes if somebody is going, to even say me my me for example, mm-hmm. I'm I'm going through something, and it's a frenemy, mm-hmm. and I have a close friend that's trying to make me see the light. Right. They they can't make me do anything. They can't make me change. Sometimes a person has to go to through that process. And you hit something, too, when you say a lot of times people will go to someone who will validate. They look for people, a yes person, who will agree with them. And in essence, say I found someone that will agree with everything I say, go along and validate my feelings, thoughts, or whatever. That person is a friend of me, too, because they're not helping me. So that's another kind. Can you say that again? I'm writing this all this down. That person is a friend of me because yes. they don't want to see you do, yes. be your best. An enabler is not really helping you. Mm-hmm. That's wow. not really your friend either. So that's another form of a friend of me. Mm-hmm. They don't mean any harm most of the time, but they're still, they still fit that category. Yes, and if you just join Real Talk with Tanya White, we're talking to Miss Sharon Oliver talking about enemies and frenemies, and we're just going to go right into the frenemy aspect of it. Uh, we have about six minutes with you, Ms. Sharon. Uh, okay. Frenemy, that's the word that, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I've heard. I heard it on uh, Sex in the City. I've heard it a lot on news. Mm-hmm. But it's simply somebody who is masterfully masquerading as your friend and confidant. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, they hate you, they're secret. And they, I've, I've been in this situation People who have befriended me, but they're really behind closed doors. They're mm-hmm. cavorting with mm-hmm. my known enemies, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> uh, known enemies who mm-hmm. despise me. Uh, mm-hmm. But in you know in public, they're my best confidant or wow. you know helping me. I've had that in church where people help me on different uh, organizations. But they they really were my frenemy, and they betrayed mm-hmm. me and. And they were slowly trying to destroy. They connected with me, uh, mm-hmm. found out my vulnerabilities. And, and as mm-hmm. women, especially Christian women, we do a lot of gatherings, a mm-hmm. lot of prayer things mm-hmm. where we share intimate things. Right. And so sometimes a lot of frenemies linger and lurk in there. So that's if you don't know what a frenemy is, mm-hmm. those are enemies disguised as friends mm-hmm. who want the worst for you, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Basically. And as we fall prey to that so many times. Right. So, and I think you've said this before, said this, why do people fall prey to those frenemies? We know our enemies. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just know point blank, and, mm-hmm. and we do things to, you know, mm-hmm. separate ourselves. But those frenemies are harder to detach mm-hmm. uh, and break off. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so what are some, why do you think so many people, especially women, especially mm-hmm. Christian women, fall prey mm-hmm. to to people who become their frenemies? Well, again, um, I hate to say 
Well, I'm trying to think of how to say it. The only thing that comes to mind is not always a bad thing, believe it or not, because mm-hmm. it will teach us a lesson. Yeah. Um, what they say, your enemy only come to make you stronger. Yeah. It will teach you, having these little frenemies will teach you a lesson not to be so vulnerable sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um It'll help you to put a guard up when you you know when you should, but on the downside, you may have your guard up all the time and too much. Been there too, Miss Sharon. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's just like a Judas will push you to your destiny. That's all I can say. That that's it, Miss Sharon. Uh I'm writing that one down too. Will push you to your destiny, mm-hmm. and yeah, so, it, it goes back to Romans eight twenty eight. All things do mm-hmm. work together mm-hmm. uh, for the good, but you have to learn that lesson. Um, mm-hmm. And when I sent you the questions, you said you're working on something because a frenemy is the only thing I come up is the single white female movie. That was oh, the ultimate frenemy movie, yes. and you said you're working on something like that. So yes. we got two minutes. So you want to share or share with any other projects you got coming up? Before I do, I, when you said. When you sent that to me, I just cracked up because uh, the secretary on my job, I keep telling her she has to see that movie because we know a friend. <laughs> well, anyway, she has to see that movie. But I am working right now. I'm finishing up a murder mystery mm-hmm. uh, in humor. It's along the lines of, like, uh, what's her name, Janet Ivan- Ivanovic. Oh, okay. Uh, Joanne yeah. Fluke. So I'm working on a series, a murder mystery series. Wow. And I'm almost. And you say you still have a full time job, right? I do. You go, girl. I went from federal to state. Okay. (laughs) I just can't leave that government alone. But um, yeah, I'm finishing up the murder mystery, and I'm starting on a psychological thriller, which is basically a fatal attraction meets single black female. Woo. That's yeah. so real relevant and refreshing in these in these days. Yeah. <laughs> so much so. Wow. Now where can we get your books, uh, Deliver Me from My Enemies and Keep Your Enemies Closer? Um, any major bookstore, Barnes and Nobles, Borders, other stores, uh it's also available on Black Expressions, Amazon dot uh-huh. com. Okay. Mhm. Well what you have been a joy. We're gonna bring you back. Uh, my pleasure. Yeah, to discuss what before you go, give us your uh, website information. I don't think you gave us that. Okay, it's www.sharonoliver.net.net, dot dot mm-hmm. not dot com dot net. Dot and net. you can do a search of her books or her name. One last nugget of wisdom you want to share about enemies or frenemies? Um. Wow, I I've learned stuff since we talked about it. Um, like I said, with the the friend of me could be somebody that means well, but they're really an enabler, enabler, and that's not really um, helping you. Um, just t- when you encounter and realize that you have a friend of me in your life, mm-hmm. just keep in mind what you learn from that, because there's a lesson in it somewhere. Take the lesson and move on. Take the lesson and move on. Take the lesson and move on. Uh, and I love what you said. Don't 
let us not be too eager that we don't see oh, the yeah. person for who they really yeah. are. Miss Sharon, you have been sensational, <laughs> and we're going to follow up with you later tonight. If nothing else, you have a wonderful rest of the evening and weekend. Thank you. You too, and it's been a joy. Thank you so much. We'll follow up with you later. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you. If you just joined Real Talk with Tanya White, we're talking about frenemies and enemies. We just had a wonderful interview with Sharon Oliver, author of Deliver Me From My Enemies, and we talked about enemies, touched on frenemies, but we're going to uh, talk about it more in depth with one of my favorite authors right now, Miss Keisha Dawn. She has two books out, which deals with this subject. Uh, her first book was By the Grace of God, and her second book, which is the sequel, His Grace, His Mercy, deals with the frenemy issue. But before we bring her on, we're going to play some Kelly Price to set the mood to talk more about these frenemies. Be back in about four minutes.
friend of mine, sometimes you just got to let ride out. And Kelly is one of them artists that have songs you got to let ride out. She was a friend of mine. We're talking about those frenemies here on Roll Talk with Tanya White. We just talked to Sharon Oliver, and she talked about enemies. And now I'm going to bring on one of my favorite authors right now, Miss Keisha Dawn. She is no stranger to Real Talk. I think this is her third time. We <laughs> love her here. So hello, Miss Keisha. How are you? I'm doing good, Tanya. How are you doing? I love the intro. Girl, listen. We love having you here on Real Talk with Tanya White. You are Thank the woman. And Thank you. And you be a specialist when it comes to frenemies. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Love, love your book, By the Grace of God. I'm just Thank now you. reading the second book, and it's already, I'm like, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. Oh, oh Lord, help us. <laughs> I know, I know. Right? Thank That's you, Tanya. Crazy. But listen, briefly tell us who you are, and then we're going to get into this hot topic of frenemies. All righty, then. Well, I, like you said, uh, I'm Keisha Dawn, and I am the author of By the Grace of God and the sequel that just released in September. Um, his grace, his mercy. So I'm still pumped up about that. And I'm also Sharon Oliver's friend. So hey, Sharon, if you're listening, I didn't know she was on here, but she is. She's an awesome author as well, and I love her writing. And and you had her on this show, and, and she's perfect for this show because her books are awesome. Yes, definitely. Yes. I'm gonna definitely put it on my holiday read. Yes, Tisha, frenemy expert, the yes. character Miss Gracie. And Kendra, yeah. they're, they're the ultimate. Uh, Kendra's a frenemy of grace. Now, what yes, did you is. write? Uh, what was your inspiration for writing, you know, this topic and addressing mm-hmm. it? And, you know what? When you asked me this, and, and well, anyone who always asked me what was my inspiration for writing my books or what have you, and for By the Grace of God is no doubt uh, the story that he gave me uh, for the HIV AIDS part of the story. But when you brought up the subject of frenemy and enemy, I was like, huh, okay, well, you know, I never thought about that. I just wrote from the other aspect. But when you thinking about frenemy and enemy, I really said, like, all day long, was like, let me think, what, what's really going on there? And you know what? I inadvertently, I did write that. It was some suppressed stuff that I, I, I wrote about because I'm thinking, well, all my friend girls, you know, pretty good or whatever. But it was some stuff way back that really did touch something. Um, and, and put me in a situation where I thought a friend uh, was a friend, but turned out to be a friend of me. Right. So I, I think that was the inspiration. I said, okay, I, I see where this is going. So definitely I w- I've been in a situation before yeah. where someone's close to you um, and you think that they are your friend uh, or they think you think that they're your friend and have your back in, in every area or aspect and so forth, but really they have a, another motive, so. Oh, very and you know we we talked about with Sharon about frenemies you know we're jealous of you know family and friends but you write about the ultimate friend betrayal. Uh-huh. Uh, oh my God! <laughs> dealing with that, I'm trying to get away, but it's the ultimate friend betrayal. It's the story yeah. behind Kelly Price's song. She was a oh yes, yeah. basically. Um, oh yes. Yeah. Why do women, even if they do not like that woman. Why do they choose to engage in relationships with men who are in committed or married types of relationships? What's your take on that? Oh, wow. Behind everything like that, I think it's jealousy, of course. I'm no expert, but maybe it's the whole thing of I see something I want and, and she looks happy over there with him, and, and maybe if I get him, maybe I can be happy. I think it all boils down with a person's, 
um, how they view themselves and how they think that they can be complete if they get something that someone else is someone else has. Mm. You know. Wow. Instead of looking within themselves and saying, okay, how can I make myself happy? How can I figure out how to do do me instead of trying to be someone else and 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 walking her stilettos? How how can I walk on my own? How can you? I love what you said. If they take something else from somebody, then they'll be complete. Mm-hmm. So they want to break somebody else to make them whole, and that is an unhealthy type of thinking. Oh, it is. And I always say that. I say, hurt people hurt people, mm-hmm. and that's just it. You know, hurt people hurt people. They don't know. Um, before you can move forward, if you are in pain or, or discomfort or whatever, your heart is broken, you have to work on you first. Or you don't, or you lose the touch of being a friend, or of being that true person, and giving the love that people need. You know, so exactly. And and I I believe because I've reached a certain age. Well, it's like, you know, I got less years in front of me than I have been, so I need to get my stuff together. So do you right. think there's a, a certain age where women, you know, finally grow up and they say, you know what, I have these issues. Uh-huh. And I wrote about this in my book, Relationship Reruns. I keep going around the same type of relationship, and the common denominator is me. Do you think there yeah. is a like a aha age that women will come 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 to, so they realize, okay, I need to work on me. I need to get that help, that counseling, heal those issues, and then so that I can first uh, have a healthy mindset, and then secondly, restore those torn relationships. Is there like an age or anything in your opinion? I, I truly believe so. Um, I'm over 30 now, and it seems like once I I turned 30, I was like, okay, it's definitely about me and about getting me together and, and working on me and whatever things that I don't like that I see when I look in the mirror. It's up to me to change that. Right. Um, I, but I think that comes with inner maturity. The outside, you can be old as I don't know what, but still be immature on a lot of levels. Mm-hmm. So it, it's something on the inside that has to click. And, and, and really, the, the age to, that it goes goes by, what have you, it has to be you, you're tired of living how you're living, doing what you're doing, and going through those same motions. Yeah. You have to be tired and sick and tired of you if you're not doing what you need to do. Yes, and, and, and like I, I was over 30 when I had my aha moment. I think I had uh-huh. just, I was getting ready to turn 30. And I was like, enough is enough. And then 35 hit, I was like, mm, okay, really time for me to change. So I, I Exactly. Those those type of milestones, uh, and, and it came with maturity, life experience, tragedy, and I'm like, okay, I had that aha moment. All right. Yeah. Exactly. In your book, yeah. Tracy, you know, she is she has strength like none other. Because mm-hmm. I've told you this before. Right. I'm a Christian woman. I believe mm-hmm. in forgiveness. <laughs> yes. You know, and handling things. Mm-hmm. Some things. TT, I call my alter ego. She called <laughs> out. And I just wanted in that first book, just for Gracie, yes. come out in G Girl, whoever. And just psycho real hard, right? Just psycho real hard. You could come and snap back and be Gracie, the woman of God. But yes. you didn't do that. And you taught me a lesson that anything with grace, which is our key. Yeah, and you really can. Ingenious. So. Um, give us some little pointers on why you wrote Gracie with such humility and even a passion uh, to forgive and restore relationships with her frenemies. Well, because I, I think it when you get to a certain point in your life, you know, it, 
all the hollering, all the screaming, all the hoopla, it's going to be there whether you are sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. You're still going to have somebody come out of you if somebody slapped your child and you stayed right there. You know, mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. That's just being real or what have you. But it's a different way to deal with it, to go ahead and just nip it and what have you, because there's only so much you can solve with being physical. The rest of it, you have to lift it up to God and have him handle the rest of it. Because, I mean, really, what can you do after it's all said and done? Really, what can you do? You're right. You're right. You know, so I, I think that's that. That's pretty much why I think I wrote it to that standpoint because, and and just being human, me being through so many uh, things in my own life or what have you, there's only so much I can do on my own. The rest of it, I have to give it over to God and say, okay, God, I can only go so far, and I shouldn't even. What here? Here it is. You said cast my cares on you. Here, here are my cares. Please take care of them because I can't do it. You know, so I, I wanted people to realize that you know. It's okay to give things over to God and, and you know, just, just let it go. And leave them there. <laughs> and leave them there. It can't happen. It can. Yeah. And one thing I love about Gracie, I do love uh, this character, uh, is that she, even though she was wronged, uh-huh. she tried to make it right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And not to say that she didn't have her moment. Right. She tried to make it right, and 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 just brought me to you know the concept of forgiveness and reconciliation. Uh, right. What are some basic practical steps that we can do when we've been hurt by a frenemy? Because we're going to mm-hmm. be salty for you know I hope just a minute, and then mm-hmm. we step mm-hmm. back and realize that people are people, uh, and we're going to have to go through this again. Not with if not yeah. with that person, it's going to be somebody else. Um, so how can people take those practical steps to forgiveness and then uh-huh. really trying to reconcile? Because I think the two are very different, forgiveness yeah. and reconciliation. Reconciliation is, yes. in my opinion, much harder than forgiveness. So how oh, do you yeah. that? Well, you know what? The best way I can answer this is by um, going back into my own situation when I thought about, okay, I, I was in that situation. I was. It wasn't the same thing as far as the... Um, boyfriend, girlfriend, stuff like that, but uh, a person that I've been really close with, and I mean, um, can't get rid of them. You know, they're in my life forever. Really hurt me to the depths of you thinking this is your friend, you're, uh, and being there for you when you're up, you're up, and when you're down there, down, or what have you. Um, but it could be the other way around. And with the forgiveness part, once I understood for myself that okay, you know, this really hurts, and I can't even believe they did this to me. They feel this way about me. Um, when I put that to the side and said, okay, when it boils down to when I look at them and the life that they're living and see all the hurt that they already have within themselves, I know that it's just hurt coming from them. Mm-hmm. So instead of me just saying, being mad and going off um, on a tantrum about it and everything, I just realized that, okay, well, they're upset within themselves. They're not happy with themselves, their own life. So they have to do something uh, make them forget the things that they're going through. So yeah. if I had to be that, um, that, I guess that, um, that wall right then and there for them, okay, then Lord, I had to be that, you know, but when it's all said done, I had to forgive them. Now, as far as the reconciliation part, um, it, it depends on, cause I've had other friends too that have done things to me. Some people, you, you let them have it and you just, you know, speak your mind and go on. You don't have to allow them in your world anymore. But this particular person they did to me, you know, there was no getting away around it. You were there. You're going to be there in my life for the rest of my life and, you know, our lives or what have you. So I have to say, God, give me the strength, you know, to forgive and to forget that and go on. And, and with the situation that I went through, 
that's over. We are as close as ever to this day. Wow. So you have wow. to know who to leave and who to stay. Yeah, who to leave. I love you said, uh, understand that hurt people hurt people. And uh-huh. when you understand that they're operating, operating out of hurt, and you take uh-huh. it, I, I had to do this. I had to take myself out of the situation. And uh-huh. I know for a long time when I was hurt, uh-huh. I tried to isolate, cut people off. Uh-huh. Um, and not, you know, uh, Sharon said something about building those walls up. I did that. But that was not Tanya. That was not what Tanya right. was supposed to do. I am one who was supposed to empower, encourage, and motivate people. And right. Isolate myself was me suppressing who I was called to be. And so I had to take myself out of that, and I had to remember wow. what you said, hurt people hurt people. And wow. know how to, even in the midst of it, I had to be who Tanya was. And like wow. I, my little phrase is keep it moving. And I'm just going to uh-huh. be me. And uh-huh. whether you like me or not, I'm still going to be me. I'm still going to encourage you. You may not want it, but I'm going uh-huh. to reject it or accept it. And I, I'm learning never to, you know, because I used to be wow. in a room. And, oh, I'm not speaking to you, not narrow word. You know what you said? That's, 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 <laughs> but, but for real. Until I tell you to. <laughs> I was like that, but I had to really grow. You know, it's not about me, and I really had to go back to what you said: hurt people, mm-hmm. hurt people, and they're yeah. doing it out of hurt. And so when uh-huh. I to, when I deal with my hurt, then I can mm-hmm. you know bring joy to my life and others. Go ahead. Exactly. And and, and while you say while you saying that, when the person hurt me, it was one of the things that they said it was like, because I'm always like want to try to encourage others and encourage people and be like, well, y'all, let's just pray and let's just do this and always trying to just take things back to God because at the end of the day, I, I don't have, you know, a resolution or what have you. So one of the things the person had said, she always thinks that she knows everything and she just so saved and da 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 But after that's all said and done, this day that person can call me now and say, well, can you pray for me? Yes. You know, and, and for a while, I tried to suppress that who I was by saying, try not to talk about my Jesus around them, you know, because I didn't want to, you know, you know, bring it, you know, re- make it resurface anymore. But after I said, wait a minute, okay, I forgave them, but Lord, I'm sitting on who I really am, and I can't do that. Can't you know, I had to find myself in the midst of all that and realize, okay, they're, they're hurt, they hurt me, but now i got to rise from this. Yeah. Yeah, that is so great. Keisha, I love having you on this show. Thank you. Come with quickly. I'm sure I'm going to email you in 2010 to come on. You you have an anthology coming out, right? I do. I'm in um, the Bended Knees Anthology. It releases in December. My story is titled Baby Boy, and it's under Holly Grove Publishing, and I'm excited about that. I really am. I think it's going to be a a wonderful um, Christmas gift for everyone and a lot of inspiration in it. Yeah, now tell us a little bit snippet about Baby Boy. Have Ooh, Baby Boy. Well, you you know what? Um, Baby Boy is a short story that I've held close to me for some years. What I did was went in and I revamped it, and I'm so excited about it because it does uh, deal with uh, postpartum. Okay. Something that I think that, that's really not spoken uh, about a lot. But, okay. Hey. Well, we're going to have you back uh, pretty soon, in a few months, in 2010. You have been a joy. You're so awesome. Thank you, Tanya. Thank you for having me. last minute, but I I did not think of her in the first place. Because she was the ultimate frenemy story. But 
Thank you for being Thanks. so gracious. No problem, Tony. You know, anytime. Okay. Did you give your uh, website information? Uh, no, I probably didn't. Yeah, my website is www.keisha, K-E-S-H-I-A, Dawn, D-A-W-N, writes, W-R-I-T-E-S dot com. Dot com. Go to that site. Get her book. She will be blessed. Keisha, we're going to follow up with you later. You have a wonderful All weekend. Right. You too, and thank you again, Tanya. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We just talked to Keisha Dunn about those frenemies, y'all. We talked about enemies and frenemies. And one thing Keisha said is that, uh, you know, you have to show that compassion and remember that hurt people hurt people. We're at the last part of our show, and I have my buddy from Mercy Academy in Louisville, Kentucky, just set to come on. But before she comes on, she's going to talk about how we can be our own best friend. Uh, And I believe that is key to you know, setting the standards of who you allow in your inner circle and who you allow in your life as associates and who you can recognize as your enemy or frenemy. We're going to take a, a brief break, play a commercial, then we're going to come back and talk to Miss Tiffany Cooper. Be back, y'all. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. If you have 99 problems, then one of these 99 males from hell just might be the culprit. This new release from renowned author Tanya White is not male bashing, but is about building healthy, drama-free relationships between men and women everywhere. This must-have informative guide helps women to identify the signs of men who are physically aggressive, sexually abusive, and emotionally obsessive. It will help them to protect themselves from men who bring mediocrity, mental breakdown, and melodrama. And it will also remind them to celebrate the nine men who are special K and make life okay. And helps women to recognize the power of their femininity in order to help difficult males become dynamic men. Pick up your copy today at www.tanyawhite.com or www.amazon.com. And ladies, pick up another copy for a friend. Guaranteed she'll thank you. All the ladies, if you feel me, help me sing it Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. In our last segment, we're going to talk about 
how we can be our own best friend. I'm sorry I had to cut Lady B off, but I really want to get to my friend, Miss Tiffany Cooper. She is a motivational speaker and an actress, par excellence, and she's going to talk about uh, briefly how we can be our own best friend so we can yeah. set the standard. Hello, Miss Tiffany. How are you? How are you, Miss Tanya? It's such a pleasure to be here. Girl, I'm glad to have you on, yes. Tiffany Cooper, and I love your workshop that you sent me, and we're going to briefly talk about that, but briefly tell our audience who you are once again in your own words. Okay. I say Tiffany is a person um, who loves the Lord, I'm faithful, passionate about life, um, outgoing, energetic, smart, funny, intelligent, gracious, sometimes who... Um, who tries to encourage and uplift every person she meets, um, ambitious, sometimes sloppy, um, sometimes lost, mm-hmm. but I'm always hopeful and open. Always. That's who I am. Yes, You have always. been that since I've known you. I'm not going to say yes. the years, but you've no, always say that been <laughs> excited and encouraging and, like you said, hopeful and optimistic. Now, Tiffany, you have a workshop. You're a motivational speaker. Yes. It's one of the many hats that you wear, and Thanks. you have a wonderful workshop uh, called Be, let me get it right, How to Be Your Own Best Friend? Correct. Be Your okay. Own Best Friend. You have to do that in order to be a good friend. Yes. Now, why should a person focus on being their own best friend first before pursuing other friendships or even uh, romantic relationships, in your opinion? Well, I mean, I mean, it's, first of all, you have to value your, your yourself first and respect mm-hmm. others. It all starts with you, and it, it's, it's, it, you have to look at the qualities that you like about yourself, and you mm-hmm. have to ask yourself questions like, am I an active listener? Am I willing to listen and to be influenced? Mm-hmm. Do I offer encouraging words or advice, or do I hurt others out of insecurities? Mm-hmm. Words that have power, and we've got to be careful about how we address our language, and mm-hmm. the language we use should always be uplifting and, and to move forward to influence. It affects everything you do. Our whole life is built on relationships, yeah. and I think relationships are like flowers. If you don't water it, it doesn't grow, just like mm-hmm. flowers. If you don't put water on flower, it doesn't grow. Same thing with relationships. If you don't spend time in a relationship, it doesn't grow. Mm-hmm. Tiffany, that was terrific, and I'm writing this point down. It's so true. All if, if, relationships if, are work, you know. If you don't want them, they don't grow. Now, let's let's touch on that point, uh, because we think once we meet somebody, we have a good time, we make them laugh, they make us laugh, that's all we have to do. And we don't water it. We don't. Um, and I think watering uh, is really goes back to, being transparent about who you are at the right time, of course, mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. Uh, authentic and, you know, getting to know one another by asking those questions. Why don't we take time to do those critical things uh, so that we can water our relationships? Well, I think it's because a lot of times we have insecurities that mm-hmm. creep up. Um, and I think that's that which brings me to the point to refining friendships um, help you, you want to refine your friendship because I think the goal is to have a healthy relationship. And again, like your viewer said, your uh, guest said before, hurting people hurt people. And I think that's so true. Hurting people do hurt people. I think in a friendship, even if we're trying to go from friendship to romantic 
friendship, I call it. Mm-hmm. You gotta look at it throughout your your friendship. You need to look at I call it friendship inventory. Meaning sometimes the relationship will start out healthy and then suddenly turn out unhealthy, and hurtful mm-hmm. or vice versa. We have to have communication throughout friendships, um, whether we're going we're going to move the friendship into something else or not, in order to maintain healthy boundaries and growth. All relationships are work. Yeah. You know, relationships are um, what keep us connected. Yeah. You know, when we die, it's not about how many dollars behind our name. Right. It's how many relationships have I had in my life that were meaningful and lives that I've touched. Yeah. So it, tra- it, it transcends just friendship. You know, it, it goes beyond that. But the, the, the basis that all relationships work, all of, from romantic to friendship. Now, you um, said the B word, Tiffany, boundaries, and me, I talk a lot about relationships and coach people on that, and boundaries, people run from that word. Mm-hmm. Can you explain what they are and why they are so important to having those healthy uh, relationships? And like you said, I love what you said, watering those relationships so that they can grow. Well, you know, um, Boundaries are really important. I think you have to, that's why I say, number one, you have to know yourself, be honest with yourself, value and respect yourself, and then ask yourself a hard question, what do I value? And then from that, that's how you create a healthy boundary. So you have to also, once you establish that healthy boundary, you have to also live out that boundary. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. about living it out so the person can see what matters to you. Mm. and what boundary they can cross. Because people will, 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 will test you. But I think yeah. you have to be a believer and stance in your own word. You have to, when your behavior and your language don't match, that's when people take advantage of, of, of you or yeah. they start to um, not respect you. So I, I think yeah. they don't respect you because they're not seeing it in your own life. You know, a lot of people have um, paratalk. P- people can talk a good game, but mm-hmm. it's how you're living your life is the key. Mm-hmm. The things that you look for in a friend, are you also doing? Mm. See, so you have, it all goes back to, to self. And then again, it goes back to trying to, you know, you have to be honest with yourself. A lot of times we, it's too painful to be honest. Because it is painful. We, we, we come up with too many insecurities yeah. that prevent us from moving forward. You said something awesome. you got to live out those boundaries because if you do not, there's a contradiction in people's they believe what you do more than what you say. And so that's why a lot of us get in trouble sometimes when we're not walking the uh, talk that we, we tell other people that we want from them. Um, mm-hmm. Also, and I think, too, you know, one of the things to cultivate a healthy friendship is be positive with yourself. For example, yeah. never say, I'm not good enough. Instead, replace it with, I'm great. And dwell yeah. on that. You know, the truth is all, all of our insecurities come from ourselves, not from people around us. So if you say something negative about yourself, you'll keep that impression. How could you get things done if you did that? So yes. it's really about never say anything against yourself that brings you down. And that's a hard thing because um, once we get that, if we're doing it to ourselves, it's just a matter of time that we accept it from other people. So it's really important to stay away from negative people, even if a friendship turns out negative. You may, you may start a relationship, friendship, romantic ship, that is very healthy, and then it turns to something that is negative and toxic. 
And that is what you don't want because it gets into your soul and destroys the good that you have to offer. Yes. So yes. you know when you, yeah, so that's really important to. Um, so you said something, so you said this three times, I believe, insecurities, Miss Tiffany, Mm-hmm. Insecurities. Can you briefly define what that is? And, you know, give us about, let's say, two or three things that perpetuate those insecurities. Well, you know, insecurity comes up in your language, number one. Mm-hmm. It comes up in your language. We've all had people in our lives or have done it ourselves where when you're insecure, um, your language changes. Uh, when you stop using encouraging, uplifting words without judgment, um, also, it comes up in your behavior. Um, mm-hmm. You're not an active listener, but someone who's trying to change the wonderful qualities that others are drawn to. Right. Um, you're not reliable. Uh, you're inconsistent. One minute you're in a great mood, and one minute your insecurity creeps up. You're not. You're not that same person you were an hour ago. And mm-hmm. and also, uh, it comes up in not taking personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I have three ways to overcome insecurity, and they're not easy. Number one, if you are, well, this is for me. If you are a believer, I say pray about it. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I say pray about it, but you need to ask, go to God first. Ask God to show you how to turn the insecurity into something that helps others overcome their insecurity. And number yeah. two, I think this is really, really important. Um, pretend you are asked the same question that you asked me. Mm-hmm. What sound, helpful advice would you give a hurting friend? Mm-hmm. And then do it yourself. Mm. And number three, be honest with yourself and gentle. Um, you know, you you want to work off the stuff that isn't perfect bit by bit. We're not perfect. We'll never mm-hmm. be perfect. But you want to be gentle with yourself and not say, oh, I, you know, I, I, I can't achieve this or I'm not as good as the next person or I don't have the qualities that this person has to, rec- mm-hmm. to get recognition. Just... You know, work on the stuff that you feel that needs to change bit by bit. Our, our personalities are already formed, but we can continue to be open to growing to be the best, this is big, the best version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. The growing never stops. It never Once we get stops. that, the growing never Sometimes we think this is who I am. When people say, mm-hmm. um, you don't like it, that's it, that's who I am. Really, no, no, no. no our personalities not. are formed, but that's not who you have to be. Mm-hmm. You can always, even if you feel that you're great, you can always. There's always room to get better. Always. There's always room to get better. Always room to get. Even if you are doing everything correct, even if you feel like you're the best friend, the best person on earth, there's always room for growth. Growth always. doesn't stop until you're in the grave. I know that's right. I always you I always say we're not perfect people, but we should be perfecting people. And like you said, we should be growing every day, striving to you know be the best i love what you said the best version of ourselves and that Mm -hmm. takes time because we have to get to know ourselves purge that negative thinking purge those uh unrealistic expectations from others in society and really get in touch with who we are and this what i think uh, that our insecurities will start to subside and we have confidence in ourselves and as you said Talk positive about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Really, we have to do that. And I and I think too, you know, uh, being positive is important. But before you do all of that, you really have to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like anyone who has an addiction trying to go to rehab. You have to admit there's an issue or a problem before you and you're admitted. 
So you have to be honest. If you're not honest with yourself, then you're never going to move forward and be authentic. You're not going to be all that you can be, the best version, because it's based on something that's not true. Right. So you have to, you know, if you really, really want healthy, meaningful, thriving relationships, because relationships mm-hmm. change along the course um, of a lifetime, then uh, you've got to understand where you are. Yes. And, and what role you play. And take personal responsibility. So often we want to blame. Well, you know, if you didn't do this, then I wouldn't be acting like that. Well, how did I contribute to this? Mm-hmm. So honesty is the key. But it takes courage to do that because the insecurities come up. And a lot of people don't want to look at that. We don't want to look at that. Right. But Do I you think, think because, uh, you know, it's, it's acceptable to blame other people in our society today. And so do you think that people – that what has to happen for people to say, okay, I'm going to be honest, first of all, with me so that I can develop those honest relationships with others? Do you think that something has to happen in life or that a light bulb has to go off? What, how do people come to that road in their life to say, I'm going to be honest with me, authentic, so I can have those healthy relationships and be the best friend that I can be? Well, I think it happens when there is, when there is some type of... Uh, I call it the aha moment, the light bulb mm-hmm. moment. Something in your life. It could be something that's said. It could be usually it's something that's not going well in your life or there's a roadblock in your life mm-hmm. or you're at crossroads in your life. It doesn't have to be tragic. It can just be crossroads. You don't know what direction you want to take. And that's usually when you take personal inventory and you go, I'm not happy. Something is not right. I'm not happy in my life. I'm not happy in my relationships. We were friends and it took a different turn. I don't know why. It has something usually has to happen. You usually don't do personal inventory until something there's 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 something that brought you to that place. Although I always encourage my clients and friends to take personal inventory at least twice a year mm-hmm. to know, okay, what have I accomplished? I believe reflection is really important to move forward. If you don't reflect, you don't know where you're going. Right. So and you can't have a clear direction of where you're going. So but I think that there yes, there is something that happens in us it could be a spiritual awakening Mm -hmm. it could be a tragedy it could be a loss Mm -hmm. it could be a great love that changes all those things can happen in your life where and it's different for everyone it's very Mm -hmm. different for everyone and i think you got to trust your instincts instincts never really lie you have to trust those those feelings inside to question and go you know what Something's not right, and I, I can't continue pretending that everything is all right. Right. We and need you to said have something earlier that I love. You have to you have to be gentle with yourself, mm-hmm. and a, we, we can be the hardest critic uh, in our own lives sometimes. Yeah. But it's okay, as you said, to be gentle and give yourself a break as long as you're pursuing, you know, getting up and having that aha moment that something's wrong. You don't beat yourself up. Yet you have to be gentle with yourself because it's like anything. I treat relationships like I'm treating exercise. Mm-hmm. You don't just jump into something. You start off really slowly. Right. And you assess and you change your body bit by bit the same way you want to deal with yourself bit by bit. You're not going to deal with all of your insecurities, all your imperfections, all your greatness in one sitting. You have to take small bites, small right. bites, because it's a lot to digest. 
Mm-hmm. And if we don't do that, we become overwhelmed. And then we usually end up giving up and saying, what, what's the point? What's the point? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be who I am. I'm not going to embrace change. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to embrace growth. I am what I am, and if the relationship goes well, great. If it doesn't, who cares? That kind of attitude becomes very toxic, actually, and you turn people away. And um, it's a very lonely road. So that's not the goal. It's okay to feel like that, mm-hmm. but you want to be in a place where, because, again, the, whole, the, the, the goal is to have healthy relationships. Again, you do want to be gentle with yourself. You want to be loving to yeah. yourself. You want to be kind. You want to be all the things that you want in a friend. That's that's the key. Whatever you saying that you want in somebody else, you have you to have to sure. model that. Yeah. It's not about wanting and projecting. It's about mm-hmm. modeling that yeah. and saying, "Am I what I want?" Because if I'm not, then I can't expect that from that person. Right. It's not fair. It's not fair to expect something that I'm not willing to come up to the plate to do myself. Wow. Wow, that's so awesome. And then it goes back to those boundaries will be respected. Uh People will be more, uh, embrace you more because you are authentic and, you know, you are giving what you expect. And, y'all, it seems so hard, but it's really, really simple when you take the small pieces, like you said, uh, just ease into it. Take those small pieces of change, and then you have, you will have a big transformation because a lot of our relationships are in turmoil, tension, and we're not being honest with in our friendships even in our business relationships uh and you you and why do we think that uh you know different types of relationships don't affect one another cuz sometimes they I keep business business family family friendship friendship and really they all intertwine how you treat your family is how you're going to treat that coworker on the job yeah it's, so, all, it's very true what what um what you do at home shows up in your work mm-hmm. so how you you treat your husband or your spouse or your friend shows up and your co- yeah. with your coworkers, yeah. it's, it's interchangeable, and it, you know you can't, you know, separate yourself from work. It all is because you are who you are, and you want to carry on the same. I wouldn't say techniques, but the same. You want to embrace the same qualities, moving from you know from spouse to friendship, or, right. um, or you know just just even your parents. You're dealing with relationships. Yeah. But this is the key. All relationships are work. People think that. And, and, and it's, it's true that I believe that when you are, like, say, in a romantic relationship or a friendship, mm-hmm. you use a lot of the same things. Again, are you an active listener? A lot of times what we hear is really not the truth. And so whatever we hear becomes our perception, and then our perception becomes our reality. So, for example, if my sister says something and somehow I'm not hearing her, um, I, I'm, I I hear her, but I'm not listening because hearing and listening are different. And somehow I miss the message. You can hear something, mm-hmm. like you know, from friendship. You can hear a phrase or hear what someone says and really miss the message and have that interpret something differently. And then that can set the course of your friendship, or or whatever type of relationship you have. So mm-hmm. it's about really commu- communication is the key. A lot of people uh, want to over overlook that. And say, well, you know, we're, we're pretty cool, but you don't know until you really talk about it. Exactly. So you don't know where you stand, and if you ever had to talk to the person, you might find out that they were never okay about an issue that you thought you were okay with. It goes back to that communication, Tiffany, and uh, like you said, a lot of us talk, but we don't hear, uh, and we just hear, we just listen to people's words without really 
asking those questions when we don't understand or when there's conflict. Tiffany, mm-hmm. you have been so terrific. We are going to have you back. Yeah, I just want to say one. I just want to say one thing, just yes. to offer viewers. Um, you know, I do believe that you know, health. All the goal is about healthy relationships, yes. and if you feel good about yourself you'll be able to help others. It's like, you know, what do you have to offer is, is the key. What do you have to offer? Everyone has something to offer. Um, the golden rule is when you start helping, encouraging others, you build better, stronger, and more connected friendships because mm-hmm. life is about relationships again, and you want to always look back and say, how do I want to be remembered? That's the key. When yeah. I leave this earth, how do I want to be remembered? And you have the power to change what isn't working. You do that's have what I want to leave with. You do have the power. Before you leave, I want you to give your website information and uh, just a list of your awesome workshops because you have great workshops and we want I people to book love you. it. <laughs> I, I do. Um, my website is uh, www.tiffanycooper.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, my workshop. I give several workshops. Um, I do uh, a change starts with you. The whole changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you have to be the change that you want to see in the world. I do Living Without Limits. Mm-hmm. Um, I do one on Don't Be a Slave to Outer Beauty. Right. I do one about a spiritual one called Oh God, Are You There? Sometimes we don't we know he's there, but we don't feel his presence sometimes. And how do right. we connect and always have that spirit guiding us through our, our daily lives? Um, and then, again, I said the change starts with you. And then, of course, be your own best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you can hear, she has some a wealth of information. We're definitely going to uh, have you back in March to right. talk about the beauty thing, because especially Women's Month, uh, we, we can be slaves to what society says is beautiful. And that's yes. when those, some of those insecurities come in there, too, um, and we act out of what we think we should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of being who we are. So, Tiffany, mm-hmm. you have been terrific. Thank I you. love oh. having you on this show. Thank you so much, Tanya, for having me on. I really enjoy this. I really, I think you do such a wonderful job. And I just want to thank you so much. Your, your show is so important because you empower people. You never know where they are in their lives, in the brink of their life, when they're listening to your show. Yeah. And it's like, it's like you're there in their living room reaching out. So I want to thank you for your show. I love empowering people as well as you. We're going to follow up with you later. Send you some dates for March. So have you back for about 30 minutes to talk about their beauty thing. But if nothing else, you have a terrific weekend. And congratulations to those Yankees. Aren't you in New York? Oh, yes, I know. (laughs) Finally, finally, we have something to celebrate. (laughs) Yes. Congratulations to uh, the Yankees. And y'all party like a rock star this weekend. Yes, New York. (laughs) Yes, I'm excited. Yes. Well, you have a great weekend, and we'll follow up with you later, Tiff. You too, Tanya. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. We had a great show talking about enemies and frenemies. Listen, before we leave, I want you to visit TanyaWhite.com, Tanya, T-A-N-Y-A. Get the 99 males who make your life a living hell, relationship reruns, or how to deal with a difficult woman. You guys, let me just briefly recap. Sharon said, don't be too eager to have a relationship that you Refuse to see who people really are. Keisha said, hurting people hurt people, so we must act out of compassion. Tiffany said a lot of things, but I love the best thing I love is relationships are like flowers. If you don't water them, they don't grow. And Tanya is going to leave you with this takeaway. Uh, I love relationships. I love building healthy relationships. And it came out of me having unhealthy ones for so many years. But 
if you have been hurt by an enemy or a frenemy, uh, don't allow their actions to force you to become bitter, angry, and be so isolated that you are not being the person who God created you to be. Learn to heal your hurt because at the end of the day, we are just people and we make many mistakes. Uh, and we are not perfect, but we're perfecting. And as we're perfecting, we're going to get hurt. We're going to learn life lessons. But heal your hurt and get over uh, the hurt of enemies and frenemies. And like one of the guests said, those life lessons will help you to recognize when somebody who is not being honest with you comes along. Listen, you guys, I love you. Next week we're talking about give it up, turn it loose, those addictive relationships. We talked about that love thing, y'all. We're going to have Daydon Talbert, and we have Ed Houston back. We're going to have a hot show. Uh, so we're going to leave you with one of my favorite songs right now from Queen Latifah's new CD, Persona. And she's talking about those people, y'all. Don't let them, don't put all your trust in them because eventually they will let you down. I love you guys. You have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Mistakes will teach you, because then you realize they just. Teach.